If you want to save money on your trading card purchases, we have a promo link uh, over at 50cards.shop. Enter the promo code at night to get 5% off your order. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast. It's so hot, we're either shirtless or pantsless. Guess which one? I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. <laughs> All right, let me just take my shirt. No, I'm no, no. <laughs> <laughs> So. I'm following the rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, on this uh, on this very sweltering uh, week here in the, the Western and, and Eastern United States, 86. It's just hot everywhere. It's just hot. It's summer. Fuck summer. It anyway. Summer. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, a couple announcements uh, have happened in the game of Vanguard. The first one is that V's pretty much dead. Who could have foreseen this? Yeah. So this is coming with the announcement of like the next WGP season for Vanguard in Japan. So for the first time in like ages, they're finally having premium tournaments again after history collection. Uh, but no- nothing for V. So we're just going to have, like, D and premium. And so, at this point, most of us have taken it as a sign that, like, the format is dead, right? Because we just had this big revival set that reprinted a bunch of, like, V stuff, and they're just not even bothering to hold a tournament for it. Yes. Um, and also, there was no new... There wasn't even a, like, all right, six months down the road, you're getting a V thing. Nothing. Yeah. Um. So... We were like <sighs> the Our... damage premium forever and then left. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so V we were already like as a show we're, we're kind of whatever about because it's it's kind of just premium without the fun. No, I actively hate V, but that's just me. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, and the main reason, and this is done through months and months of like surveying my locals and a couple other locals that I've been to, nine out of ten people that I talk to, give or take, only continue to play V Premium because there was no over trigger. Not the yep. the format itself or just yeah, cool. yep. V format is unbearable. Like like after Phantasmal Steed Restoration, it has just been a zero sum game of like what a- where the current meta is being the worst deck ever. Mm-hmm. Your, uh, oh. your so shadows, like, your steam maidens, all that stuff. Yeah. And at some point, like, like current V format is very, like, cyclical, right? Like, it's just, like, the same two or three, either the same deck or at least the same clan being meta over and over again. What, gears to shadows to gears to golds to gears to shadow, that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, because it was, like... When V, like, first ended, I think it was, like, Prisms, Gurgit, and Luard were, like, the top three decks. Yeah. And then they, like, hit those decks. And then Gold Paladin was still good. Uh, And then people figured out, like, Anjay and Highlander were good. And so, like, Bermuda Triangle kept being meta. Uh, Then we got Steam Maidens, and Steam Maiden was tier zero for a while. And then they hit that. And now Luard and Anjay are meta again. And so it's just like the same three decks cycling over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
Yeah, I, I know some people are a little sad about it in regards to like, oh, I, that means if I want to play Vanguard, I got to play with the OT. Stuck with it forever, which uh, is a, kind of a tragedy in and of itself. But I think for the health of the game, this is probably pretty good. A you because sorry, go ahead. Uh, a because at uh, regionals now you don't have this weird splitting of the ticket where somebody who wanted to play Overdress or V is stuck. Uh, or depending which, which place you were in, where whichever one shared a day. I mean, I feel like that's a little premature because this announcement was only for Japan. Uh, I'm yeah. going to go check what the schedule is for the current BCS season. So you think it might still be around in the West for a while? Uh, that's why I'm checking. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Well, we still have rules for V Premium on the rules and regulations, so... Well, they would never remove that anyway. Yeah. Just in the event that there is a uh, V Tournament, even if they don't... Even if they aren't hosting any specifically. Yeah. So, so I think... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because I'm not... Yeah, I'm not really seeing like if we're actually going to have it but i'm like for the moment i have to assume that we are because there's nothing to, to saying to the contrary mm -hmm. right like i think this is just people like taking signs from japan to say to say that like v is dead because but like i do feel like this is skewing the narrative a little bit because it's not like japan was running v tournaments anyways they were just doing overdress for the most part, right? That yeah, was it was the, like yeah. just standard for a while. And, you know, mm -hmm. in the wake of History Collection, they're finally running premium again. But, like, it's been, well, like, two, three years since Japan has played premium. Like, last time we had a premium ban list, Japan was just confused because they didn't play the format. Yeah, that I already kind of knew. But in regards to V, I just thought it was just around still uh, in both places. Uh, no, we just... No. I mean, if you look at, like, the WGP results, it's all just overdressed. There's nothing for, like, premium or V. Because, like, nobody plays these formats. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say, like, for, for good reason or whatever in regards to, to V, but it, it just kind of felt... Um, like, for, for a game like Magic, which has, what, how many, like, viable... Uh, formats going on at the same time? Uh, well, really, uh, there's like three. <laughs> but you could pretend there are a lot more. Mm -hmm. So, like, something where if you go to a Wizards of the Coast sponsored tournament, what are you going to see? Three? Uh, you can you can all pretty much always play Modern, Pioneer, and Standard. Okay. Uh, those three, you could probably guarantee that you're able to play some at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, if you want to play, like, Legacy is, and Vintage are pretty much not real formats at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly due to the it's just in a, in a, inaccessibility of the formats. Like you, those formats can never get new people because the cards are just so ridiculously expensive. Got it. And then um, commander is that? A factor? Oh yeah, you can always play commander. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. just dislike commander a lot. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's just what like what I see at one of my yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like commander player. is like evergreen, right? You can you can play that anywhere. Mm -hmm. But most people are most people don't really go out of their way to play commander with random people. Um, it's, uh, it's, because everyone, everyone who plays Commander is kind of, like, playing on, like, 
a different understanding of what they want the format to be. And so you like pretty much it's objectively correct to have a conversation about like how powerful you want your decks to be and stuff, which uh, you know it's kind of annoying to have like if you're playing against a lot of random people at a big event. Okay. Which is why some people just play like um, what's it? What do they call it? Uh, competitive EDH, so that the power level is understood to begin with. What's EDH? Uh, EDH is the old name for Commander Elder Dragon Highlander. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Classically, it was a 100 card singleton format, which is where the Highlander comes in. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you played with some legendary creature, perhaps one of the Elder Dragons, uh, <laughs> as your as your commander, say. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, and then when Wizards made it their own, they didn't call it Elder Dragon Highlander, they called it Commander and branded it as such. But right. uh, if you meet somebody who is sufficiently old, uh, they they might call it uh, EDH or Elder Dragon Highlander. Got it. That makes sense. I came across this thing uh, a couple weeks ago where it was like Victorian slang. <laughs> That's like, I guess, the magic version of it. It's your version of not up to dick. Uh, there's much more, uh, thing, there's much more old things you can say. Uh, like, for example, uh, standard is a format in Magic. Yeah. If you talk to an older Magic player, they might call it Type 2. Type 2? Like diabetes? What? No, like Type 2. Because, like, the, the, back in the old days, they had a several different formats. They had Type 1, which is Vintage. They had Type 1.X, which was Extended. Type mm-hmm. 1.5, which was Legacy. And Type 2, which was Standard. They have a 1.x and a 1.5, as Correct. if that's not yeah, yeah, confusing they were, they were enough. Completely different formats. That's right. Oh my god! But like those names did not last, but people's understanding of it, right, mm-hmm. and people's like use of it for a long time did, even well past when Wizard stopped using it. So, so it's kind of like how I still call it HBO Max, even though it's Max now. Correct. Or, you know, you still call it Facebook. You, yeah, you still you're just used yeah. to the you're just used to the the name so you just continue mm-hmm. with it yeah which is not a problem most people most people understand or with a little bit of explanation if they don't they'll just ask like oh what's type two you'll say standards like oh okay yeah what's if type two it's what my father-in-law has oh okay got it uh, <laughs> yeah no it's um it's just one of those one of those things mm-hmm. but you can pretty much always play like the, the three formats i mentioned if you want to play construct if you want to play like a, a constructed uh what i would call a real format Again, I'm not a huge fan of Commander. Uh, I thought Commander was more interesting when they did not print cards specifically for Commander. Mm. I think I think now that they like specifically print cards for the format, it's kind of lost its luster. I see. But uh, I understand. Like it's very popular for a reason, but yeah. it's just not not for me. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, let's see. So knowing that, I mean, like again, this is one of those things where. You know, we're. I'm pretty certain this is going to fall in line on our ends too. It, it, like the yeah. the BC or BCS Springfest for V had 10, 10 teams yeah. in it, California, and so it was a disaster. Like yeah. throughout the whole season, like there were several instances of them not having enough V players to even make it a team event. Like they just converted to singles because yep. there were too few people. Yeah, so I, I, I suspect that, yeah, I, I suspect. And it, it's funny, because, like, oh, I meant to bring this up earlier. 
Mm-hmm. I think gifts have done more damage to premium than the over trigger over trigger ever will, or could even hard agree, or could even hope to do. <laughs> we really, we really need to make this a video, not like a, p- a podcast episode, but just like a little video in and of itself. Because I that, will do that. That when I stop being, yeah. honestly, if I wasn't so fucking lazy, I would be the like Paul from Team APS of Vanguard, where I'm <laughs> just like constantly making videos about like whatever random topic of the week comes up. Mm-hmm. But like, fucking gifts are just so fucking tragic. True, and I could not have predicted that this would be like the end result when they first were shown. Could not have yeah. predicted. I mean, we we can go back and listen to our takes. Uh, let's do of that. this. Well, I'm just saying, like, for people going like, man, I I I could not have predicted this back then. You're right. Maybe we couldn't have, but. We didn't. We're, we're we're we have that documented, you know. It's only been like three years. I well, actually, no, it's been five. Fuck. Uh, it's been six years, my dude. Uh, that was 2018 when the reboot happened. Oh, 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 for V. Yeah, it's been. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant like this show. I was like, it's been longer than five years. This show has um, been like seven, isn't it? Yeah, it's Didn't close we start in like 2016, mm-hmm. or yeah. at least this group. Yeah, so, something close to that. We're, we're like around July is our. Uh, our mm-hmm. anniversary, so I, I think it's uh, something like that. Anyway, so and like, ugh, I hate gifts. Yeah, I and think I when they like, were f- sorry, go ahead. Uh, when they were first showed off, I think we were like excited for it because it was like a new thing, but also you did not have the ability to get like three of them in one turn. Correct. Yeah. Um, I really should really should go back and listen to those episodes. I think that would be. Interesting. Now, if people want to do our work for us, please, uh, <laughs> I'll go back and look up the episode number, and then you can go tell us what we said to us at Nexus at Night on Twitter. Okay. Um, oh, what were you going to say, Matt? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> uh, gifts are you know ruined more than the OT ever did. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's just like. So, like, I think playing with the OT is actually, like, not that huge of a deal, but the fact that, like, like it's annoying, and it makes a mm-hmm. lot of non-games, and I would prefer mm-hmm. that they did not exist. But gifts are just so much more, like, steamrolling and crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the thing I didn't like about Festival Collection, is that it kind of, like, leaned on that. But, you know, that's just, like, like mm-hmm. man. On History Collection, you mean? Oh, yeah, History Collection, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So, like, my take on that is, like, the overtrigger can occasionally ruin games, but like gifts just ruin the whole format, right? Like, you know, I hate sitting across from Dimension Police because they're just going to be like, "All right, put Force Two on my Vanguard, Laurel, double the power and critical." All right, here's a hundred K for crit guard break. Have fun. I don't think I ha- usually when I when I play against DP players, they're doing Force One because they can stack so many. Because they have so many cards that are just like, eh, throw a force. I mean, they just gain free crits a lot, too. Yeah. yeah. But, but either way. But I see what you're getting at. Um, so, yeah. I Probably a good thing that V's going away. Yeah. I mean, like, the damage in Like, mm-hmm. yeah, though you can't, like, people like people can't play the format, like, constructed setting anymore. Mm-hmm. But, like... Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just feel like it. It's still like it. It, it will not be forgotten in in a, in a way. 
gone but not forgotten. <laughs> yeah, because like the consequences of gifts are like too extensive to undo anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we have so many of them. We have a ton of cards that like create gifts that rely on you having certain gifts. You know, they just released an entire errata set that make like gifts. Right, yeah. like it is impossible to put the genie back in the bottle at this point. Mm-hmm. Like the over trigger is still doable. There's what, like five cards that need the over trigger right now. Mm-hmm. It's the dragon tree, and then like the new grade threes that everybody got. Where you, yeah, like, so like, you know, and the dragon tree is still like solvable, right? Like you can just say that you can put you only have the OT and ride deck, mm-hmm. and the dragon tree still works. Like the over trigger is like still fixable. They just like won't do it. Like mm-hmm. I. I don't know how you like deal with gifts other than just like uncreating the format, which they will never do. But you also just can't do that. Like it, it is actually impossible at this point. It, yeah. It's so intrinsically tied with the game. I think it's been with the game longer than it hasn't. You know what I mean? It's probably. I think at this point it's been around the game longer than original Vanguard has existed. That's what I'm saying. It's been in the game for longer than it hasn't been in the game. Yeah. Um, but. It's, uh, I'm more agnostic to how ruinous, uh, gifts are. Um, they're incredibly insane. I agree with you guys on that, but I don't think it's in, like, uh, it ruined Vanguard overall. It definitely, like, fucked some shit up, but I don't think it ruined it. Um, the only way I can see you, like, putting the genie back in the bottle, or at least tying it to a lamppost or something, is if you do, like, a hard amount of gifts that can be made per turn like yeah, as a master role that's yeah one like that's probably the only way you do it where you slow it down but then you shut off a lot of effects like you're not going to go into freaking um not dance uh mordred or whatever this yeah is, i mean like they still can't yeah. do that just because like it invalidates certain cards right mm-hmm. like they would have to errata so many things it it, okay, so you either have to errata a ton of a ton of stuff, or make the master roll and let the chips fall where they lie. We're like, all right, some cards are just dead now. Bless you. Um, like every history collection card stops working. <laughs> you got to put it at two then, if that's how it's going to be. But um, or it just gives you one. Who knows? Um, I don't know. But yeah, I, I think this is probably like the question. Where the three, like you, you guys are on the same side, and I'm on the other. I'm probably not budging for a while. So, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Uh, I, I guess we'll we'll move on to the main topic du jour, which is uh, MBT did a video on his channel um, last week, week before. No, about, it was like a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago. All right. So it was about the new player experience in Yu-Gi-Oh. And how there's kind of not a good one. So, uh, it's more in-depth than this. So, uh, Konami recently had a shareholder meeting. And one of the points that was brought up was, like, the conversion rate between, like, Master Duel players and, like, paper TC or paper Yu-Gi-Oh! players is, like, not very high. People have a hard time converting. They have a hard time retaining new players. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of the points is that, like, the knowledge you gain in Master Duel doesn't translate into uh, paper play. Uh, there was also a point about live streams not being 
very interesting because you cannot surrender in the OCG. So if someone is doing a 30-minute turbo negate combo that you know is just an FTK, even if it's not a literal FTK, you just gotta sit there and you be like your opponent jack off. Yeah. That's too bad. Like, all right, you know, I've summoned like Baron and Borolode Savage and Boral and your turn. All right, play this, got negated. Play another card, gets negated. Okay, your turn. Please <laughs> hit means, me for lethal. And that means if you know you've lost and you want to conceal like your deck choice, you'll just like have to like pass turn. Yeah. Or, like, you can't scoop in response to, the, like, let's say, like, well, Mind Hacker's banned, but you get the idea. Yeah. So, you know. God. So that was the other point, is just that, like, you know, live streams are unbearable because you watch someone do this 30-minute combo and their opponent's just sitting there like, uh-huh, yep, cool. I still don't have any responses to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, a big point was made in multiple videos because everyone has made videos about it true uh that like you know the problem with master like the problems with onboarding into Yu-Gi-Oh in general and then the problem with converting to master duel so master duel is just like insanely far behind like the OC insanely far behind the TCG which is already behind the OCG so you know you see a new card get revealed and it's like in in the TCG you're like okay it's 3 4 months away you know in master duel it's like okay I'll see this next year, maybe. Yep. And so that's a problem. Uh, but also just like Yu-Gi-Oh! is both insanely complex and insanely complicated. Yes. So, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! is very complex that like, for example, Sprite Blue just represents like the full combo, but also interacting it with it, interacting with it, like doesn't really matter. And trying to get a new player to understand that is very difficult. But it's also just insanely complicated in that you have to keep track of, like, once per turns, lingering effects, uh, you know, if you're type-locked to something. Mm -hmm. So all of those just, like, random minutia. And so, you know, moving over to Vanguard, because this is not a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Uh, <laughs> Next think... is the night, the Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. It's been a long time since I said that joke. Yeah, so uh, I think some overlapping problems that we have with Yu-Gi-Oh! is, like, price. Uh, the current price of the game is very difficult. I think it's even worse in regards to Vanguard because at least Master Duel is free. Uh, if we have to pay $70 for our online simulator and it's equally far behind as Master yeah. Duel. And is only one format. Yes, and it's only one format. Right. Uh, we are lacking good starter products right now. You know, Konami just announced a new like two player set it's gonna have like a scripted scenario for you to run through if you're trying to learn the rules and you know it seems promising because they put like a monodium card and zeus on the cover so it's like okay. there's a distinct possibility that they are introducing cards into that set that is not just like normal summon breaker the magical warrior <laughs> yeah just to like rip from mbt's video yeah so you know, Vanguard doesn't have that. Like, we don't have anything that, like, teaches you the game. And a lot of our starter product right now is, like, irrelevant, right? Yeah, uh, so you had the, like, the deck set with, uh... Well, let's go... Grand Blue. Yeah, let's go look at, like, everything. Like, okay. we had the five starter decks for D. 
Nirvana is irrelevant now because there's a new one. Yeah. Bruce is irrelevant because there's a new one. Magnolia and Bastion are getting new forms, although it seems like Magnolia is cursed to have a mask form. Uh, really good luck with you. that. Please, no. <laughs> Come on, give me a purple Bruce, but for Magnolia, I'll live with that. I can't do the the mask. If, if it is a mask, I will do something stupid on We'll camera. find out on Tuesday. We'll figure. We'll find. We'll find that on Tuesday for next week. But yeah, I think you're getting cursed with a mask, so that one's like half relevant because you still need the old Magnolia. Yeah. Uh, so Bastion's getting a new form, you know, Seraph, but like you still need to buy pure lights. Yeah. You know, same with like Kyrie, you need the grade four. Mm -hmm. Uh, the set six starter decks don't even count because. You know, you have to buy like the real versions of the card from the main <laughs> sets. So, like, those are irrelevant. They're completely yeah. replaceable. Mm -hmm. So, out of the like starter decks, you have Bob Sagra that is still playable in its current form, where you don't have to buy like an additional boss unit and to go with the one that's coming in the TD, right? You know, and then you have like the stride sets for Chrono Jet and Messiah, but it's like the stride decks play on a slightly different axis from normal Vanguard decks, right? Because you have striding, mm -hmm. and nothing really explains how striding works. Like it's still on the card, but yeah, I mean, on the plus side, it is kind of at least a little competitively viable, but it's not good. You're right for like a starter product. Like it's come. Like, it's competitively viable, for sure, but, like, yeah. it's not a good starter product. It doesn't teach you, like, the same kinds of principles mm -hmm. that you would need for, like, a regular standard deck. Mm -hmm, and if yeah. that's what you were trying to do, because that is the main format, you know, it's not a good product for that. It doesn't include a rule book, I don't believe. Mm -hmm. um, does it? Because it's been a while since I opened it. I can't remember. What, for... For like the stride decks, because no. we both bought the Messiah one, but I don't believe it comes with a like a it rule book or anything. It comes, right? it comes with a bunch of knickknacks and stuff like the markers and whatnot, but not the, yeah, not the rule book. Um, we do have the Graham Grace Orphus Favernail. Yeah, out. but those are basically the equivalent of like Yu-Gi-Oh structure decks, right? Like they're yeah, not designed they're not. for new players. Mm -hmm. And again, I think they don't actually include like rule books or anything, so it's mm -hmm. not. I think it's better for a new player because they include a lot of staple cards and, like, they operate on the same axis as, like, normal decks, right? Like, mm -hmm. you have Persona Ride and everything, so it, like, teaches you the experience of standard better than uh, the Stride decks. Yeah. And then, you know, like you said, you had the uh, Night Rose Hari deck, but those were, like, bad and yeah. apparently didn't do very well. No. It, it was mostly like, for... Like, like 50 cards has just come out and said that it was better to just open it up and sell it as singles than as a sealed product because no one's buying it as a sealed product. Yeah. Um, for the people who want to try premium, usually the way they do it is if they're in standard, they ask their friend at locals who goes, you should play blank thing because it's similar to other thing that you're playing in standard. Or this is good and cheap. Try this. It's not... Yeah. Something where you walk into your, you know, your locals and you're like, hey, I want to try a premium. And the guy's like, bam, I got you. Like, there, there's nothing to, to point to. Yeah. And unfortunately, because the Night Rose Hari set flopped, uh, we're probably not getting another one because Bushiro does not know how to make good products. Create that yeah. product. It fails inevitably. And then you say, well, we tried. Succeed, there's we nothing tried. we can do about this. 
So yeah, like uh things that we have over Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh I think the game is still complex. Like you still have to understand what your opponent's cards do. You need to understand like whether certain units will represent like a bigger combo than you can initially see and you're going to have to learn how to guard efficiently. So I think the complexity of the game is there. Uh, I think the biggest thing Vanguard has is not nearly as complicated. Uh, you don't have to track, like, a million different pieces of minutia. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you, and... didn't, you didn't realize you were, um, <coughs> you were weird blocked? <coughs> how dare you? Missing yeah. the timing isn't really much of a thing in Do Vanguard. Do you even miss timing? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, like, so what I mean by that is that Vanguard is better at, like, the symbols and the text explaining what the I card mean, most, right, most cards just do what they're printed as. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But Yu-Gi-Oh! hasn't had any particularly weird interactions, I don't think, too recently. Yeah, I think recently they've been better about, like, problem-solving card text does a lot. Although, Ooh. again, that does introduce a lot of silly minutia, like... Access code does not specifically say the word target on it, therefore it does not target. Look, there's a lot of that. A lot of that. Yeah. yeah. Or things that can't target because they choose on resolution. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. There's like also the stuff where because of how your sentences are formatted and you don't have like shorthand for things like things of that nature, yeah. it's it takes up so much space. So for a new player who like pulls up, you know, Endymion or whatever, the, the pendulum monster is like Okay, fuck this. I'm out. Like it, it's, I mean, daunting for a new player. I think. Like Endymion's kind of low hanging fruit, but even a card like Baron de Fleur, right? Aside yeah. from like the quick effect symbol, it has two effects. No, it has three effects, and it's very difficult to parse where one ends and another begins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Vanguard. At least you have auto continuous act. Like it's mm -hmm. separate for each thing. Yeah, and that's the thing is the OCG does have bullet points. And that has just never converted into the English side of Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, that's weird. That's uh Yeah, I'm not sure why they have it and we don't. <laughs> but like the I mean the other part the other part too is like you look at somebody who played Yu-Gi-Oh before and goes to Master Duel to you know boot up fucking blue eyes, white dragon, yeah. dark and then they yeah. you know get into a game and your opponent's like runic floodgate dot deck and you're like, wow. Yeah. This is certainly, yeah. You know, like activate a Rudic card, summon Hugin. Uh, you ash my Hugin, summon Sprite Blue. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wow. You go, cool. Yeah. So I think that's where like Vanguard has an advantage. But like, I do think Konami is taking steps to like fix the new player problem for Yu-Gi-Oh! Like I said, they're doing like the two player thing and... For all of its ills, Master Duel is a way for players to, like, get into the game. That is true. It's, it's that, right. and then also, like, not even just to do it themselves, but even, like, it comes on your feed on TikTok or, you or YouTube or whatever. You have all these content creators yeah. using it as, a uh, like, something to look at. It's mm -hmm. what they stream from and things like that. Um, and we've talked about it on this show before like vanguard needs something like that for yeah more like, eyeballs to be on the on the game. like dear days just doesn't cut it it's yeah too expensive mm -hmm. like we are at the point where i think dear days has enough dlc that you could just buy an actual constructed deck mm -hmm. for how much dear days cost and sure playing dear days you theoretically have access to the entire card pool as long as you're willing to grind for it but like you're always going to be like three four sets behind the main game 
Mm. And that sucks. You know, why should I boot up Deer Days when they're only just now getting to set 8? Like, set 10 is such a, like, astronomical change compared to the format that existed back then. Like, nothing I've learned now applies there. You know, none of the decks I like to play now are in Deer Days, so why would I? Those dragon tree markers, what a difference, am I right? (laughs) Yeah, but even just, like, Hexor being good. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we just got a bunch of new lyrical support that I'm picking up. Yeah, You know, there's, like, tons of decks I want to play now where, like, during set 8, set 9 format, I was pretty, like, bored. Yeah. Like, there wasn't really a deck that I was super into. But, you know... I think that happens in, like, you know, whatever... Like, there are times where, you know, your game of choice where you're just like, nothing I'm playing is good, I don't feel like picking up anything else, I'll wait, or whatever. Yeah. That, that's inevitable. Like, there are, like, dips in the format, but that's besides the point. So, yeah. Uh, I think... Like, the biggest new player problem we have is just, like, Bushiroad cannot design a good product to save its life. Yep. And like, it's really those, one of those things where, like, fucking go ask different fight for help. You ask like, him for help for everything else. Tri- yeah, but yeah. those set six trial decks for, like, Youthburg, Leonor, and Jeweled were just a travesty. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why a product like that ever existed. That and the won. fact that... Yeah, like, the fact that you know, Bushiro asked around, like, do you want us to reprint this? And shops were just like, no. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, what are you going to do? Now, if the October uh, TDs include a rule book, do you think that would, like, go further for being, like, a better starter product? Or I mean, it's still, like, $50, right? It's still, yeah. like, far too expensive. I think, like, 1520 is like the maximum threshold most people would be willing to spend to try a new game. Right. Like telling them to drop $50 for a bunch of knickknacks that they're probably not going to care about is a pretty like hard ask. This product feels like it's designed for play- people who already play the game. Yeah. How much so, is a Pokemon structure deck? It's like God, I think they're like twenty dollars. You can get like you can spend like thirty to get a two-player set, probably. Like Pokemon is insanely cheap. Actually, I I can ask my locals group chat right now. Let's see if uh... literally just like Google it. I'm gonna say they're like fifteen bucks. All right. Mm Now, and they come with like packs. They come like a pack or something. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, like a battle deck is like ten bucks. Yeah, like 10, 15 so Pokemon, bucks. Pokemon has a lot of power in this. They could probably make them more expensive if they wanted to, but they don't because they're for kids. But more mm-hmm. more so, their IP is very strong. Yeah. So if Pokemon's around the $15 range, I mean, that's like, that's not exactly who you're competing with because Pokemon's going to sell no matter what. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, you can't, you can't be too much bigger than that or people are just like, it's Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. And there was a point where we had like the $5 start decks. I remember that. I that remember was, that too. That was God. That beginning lie. of D was so nice. We had so many nice things that they have just completely walked back. Yeah. Well, I mean, they probably they probably lost a fair bit there. Just yeah. to kind of get it out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one other thing, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh is getting the like scripted battle set with the two-player thing, but uh, what we have in over other card games is they made a tutorial video for vanguard that's still like somewhat relevant 
So at the very least, you like learn all of the ground rules. Yeah, you have that, and then like this is part of the way I learned to play Vanguard ten plus years ago. Now, uh, was the early like before G before all this. If you watch the first episode of uh, whatever season of the anime it was on, it was a new character walking into the store and be like, what the fuck is going on? And they're like, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to play Vanguard. And they just teach you. Didn't they also have like a web thing where you could like learn how to play the game at one point? This was like very old, but I remember watching that when I like vaguely, started the yeah. game. That might have been after I came in. Um, yeah, this was like, like super old, though. But this is the exact scenario of how uh, I, I went to Toy Mandala in the Westside Pavilion, both of which don't exist anymore, um, because I had quit Yu-Gi-Oh! about six months before, and I, and I was walking through for whatever reason. And I see these people playing this game, and I was like, what's this? And they're like, this is Vanguard. And then I see them play, and I'm like, how, how do I, like, is there a good way to learn to play? They're like, go on YouTube, the anime's on there, watch the first episode. And then I did, and then I came back the next day, and I bought a fuck ton of BTO six, and I made Brain Blue. <laughs> yeah, and, but I uh, think there yeah. was a thing on Bushiro's website in the past that was like a scripted web thing that you could do to like learn how to play Vanguard. Yeah, it's like completely irrelevant now because standard is completely different. But that was like right. a thing that they had, right? Yeah. And so I do think like Bushiroad does a halfway decent job of like onboarding new players. Like with Shadowverse recently, they had the like demo caravans where they ran you through a scripted scenario. So you actually got to learn like, okay, so cards with ward can like block for you. So your opponent has to attack that. Yeah. You know, so that so you then you learn what that keyword is and why it's important. You know, they teach you, like, evolution, so you can see that, like, okay, evolving a card lets you attack on the same turn because there's summoning sickness in Shadowverse. Yeah. And, you know, so, like, evolving lets you attack something right away, and they have, like, powerful effects when they're evolved. Mm -hmm. So they, like, teach you all the key, or they teach you, like, the most relevant keywords. There are a bunch that they don't teach you because they're, like, just, like, not part of the decks that they use for the scenario. Yeah. And you kind of get a hands-on experience to understand like okay, this is why, you know, certain cards are valuable. Mm -hmm. And uh I think they could stand to do something like that for Vanguard. Like I wouldn't mind if they put up like a scripted scenario like the one Konami plans to create for Vanguard. Uh, I don't know if the Shadowverse scripted scenario is available online. It should be if it isn't. Just as like a okay, you know, we're going to sit down, we're just going to run through the scripted scenario so that you understand, like, the flow of the game. Yeah. I think people getting the flow of games, even if they don't understand what's going on, is pretty important, too. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of, like, the first thing I recommend when people, like, get into, you know, a fighting game or something. Like, watch a, watch a match, you'll get the kind of flow of it, and then, you know, get in there and press buttons. Fake it till you mm -hmm. make it. And then you'll be like, wait, this doesn't work. Why isn't this working? Yeah. Yeah. Or be like my friend Justin from down the street when I was five and uh, we play Super Smash Bros. together. He doesn't tell me how to play and is like, just push buttons and then kicks my ass. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that was yeah. predestined. <laughs> yeah, for real. You're going to learn today. Five year olds are dicks. That's, yeah, uh, that's, that's the lesson from that. But that was your fault for playing Smash. So. <laughs> this was like what 1999 so yeah, yeah before melee even um 
But uh, yeah, so like Vanguard's good at some things, but I think it's they're good at the experience, but bad at the product of yeah. yeah. And now yeah. at this point, like I think Bushiro doesn't have the best reputation, mm-hmm. like as far as like shops are concerned. So, See that time Luard almost killed Vanguard. That's a, that's so one of our have, most popular they have, videos. They, they now have this to contend with, which is kind of probably yeah. the only thing stopping Shadowverse really, or the only thing like hindering Shadowverse from just exploding. Mm-hmm. But Shadowverse is doing quite well, and mm-hmm. uh, I hope it continues to do so. It looks like a cool game. I like I li- again. I, I like uh, I like Swordcraft a lot. <laughs> Somebody said Made Knights and just said ship it, and it was it was the right idea. <laughs> <laughs> They put no additional thought into it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it you know, that's all right. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I hear I hear Roach just thinks this, so you know, everyone's gonna have mm-hmm. it. or at least not in the same form that it was. So, yeah, I yeah. I, I guess it then so to the listener. So whether you are like brand spanking new into Vanguard or you're a boomer like me. Or Matt or Rootbeer to an extent. We're all like different levels of VG Boomer. But um, what was it like for you getting into the game? And how do you think Boucherode could improve on the new player experience? Probably start with the product, but like be specific about what, what you mean by that, please, in the comments. Uh, or uh, on Twitter at Nexus at Night. That's a good way to get in contact with us. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash nexus at night. Thanks to Darren Cole, Josh, Jeremy, GR, Ali for being $10 patrons. If you give us uh, 10 bucks a month, you get a whole ass bonus show every week, plus uh, these thank yous and uh, your your videos a day early. Um, if you just want to kick in five bucks, you get, uh, get just the bonus show. And if you kick in a buck, we let you into the Discord. So that's always a good time. So, uh, yeah, how about the rest of us? Find me on Twitter at Wiggums, two G's, two Z's. You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. Uh, find me at Atlas Novak, uh, Twitter while it still stands, Instagram or TikTok, uh, or on YouTube as the Epileptic Comic, uh, or you can check out my other podcast, Generation Dan. Uh, so that's at Generation Dan and all the places where you normally find that sort of thing. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody.